0: Hi, everyone. This is Pastor Brett from First Baptist Church here in Cherryvale, Kansas, and I want to welcome you to our Cherryvale First Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Our prayer is that the Lord will speak to you through his word for his people. If you're looking for a church home, we encourage you to join us for our celebration service every Sunday morning at 1045. It's a great time of praising our Lord and hearing from him. We are just a group of passionate followers of Jesus Christ with a desire to worship him and take his message of hope to the heartland. If you want to find out more information about our church, you can look at our website, www.fbcherryvale.org. My sermon will begin in just a moment, and thanks again for listening. Well, I wanted to begin this morning a little bit differently, but I already have all the kids up here that are 6th grade and under, so I guess I don't have to invite you all up here. You already came up here for me, and thank you. Because this first part of our message is especially for you kids, so it's going to be a little bit interactive. I'm going to get some feedback from you. We're going to have some heart-to-heart time this morning, so I just want you to hang in there. For the rest of you, I invite you to find your Bible and turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Today we're going to be looking at some verses. We've talked about these quite often throughout this series. It's a message I've entitled this morning, Walk Worthy. And what we're going to do is this. We're going to examine what it looks like to walk worthy, specifically between parents and our children. Now, all the kids are here, let me just ask you. i got a question. Who here is familiar with the law of gravity? Anyone? Okay. Can you tell me what the law of gravity, what it's about? Keeps you on earth? everything that goes up comes down okay well how about this explanation I found this explanation of the law of gravity this is textbook stuff here it's Newton's law of universal gravitation it states that any two bodies in the universe attract each other with a force that is directly proportional to the product of their masses and inversely proportional to the square of the distance between them was that helpful does that help you at all No, not really. Okay, how about, let's try this. Let's leave out the law part of that. Leave out the law. Let's just try to figure out what gravity itself is. I found this definition of gravity. The force of attraction by which territorial bodies tend to fall toward the center of the earth. You got it now? No. No. But those are still some big words, aren't they? But we're getting there, right? I think we're getting to where we need to be. I think we can safely say... And I think you hit it on the head. Gravity is what? Gravity is what keeps us on the ground. It's what when we jump up in the air, we come back to the ground. That's what gravity is. It's why we don't float off into space and why we can stay here. Now, kids, here's a big question I'm going to ask you. It's this. What would happen if, if you decided, you know what, I don't like this law of gravity. I think it's a stupid law. And I don't want to have anything to do with this law of gravity. You just weren't going to live by the law of gravity anymore. You were just going to ignore it completely. And then one day, what do you do? You find yourself, you're standing at the edge of a big cliff. And you're standing there and you just see this eagle soaring high in the sky, floating on the breezes up in the air. And you just look at him and you just say, wow, that's majestic. And I want to do that. Now imagine how amazing it would be to be like an eagle flying high up in the sky, soaring up to amazing hikes up there, leaving the earth behind, going wherever you wanted to go. Now remember, we're imagining here, right? So imagine this. Imagine that you learned about this law of gravity that we're talking about here, but you decided, I don't like it. I don't like this law of gravity. Not one bit. Nothing's going to hold you back from going up, flying up high into the sky just like that eagle. So guess what you did? You got to the edge of that cliff... And you jumped off. Well, well, first you started flapping your arms. I mean, you thought you could fly, right? So you flapped your arms, and then you jump off. And what happened? (laughs) Right, You fell like a rock to the ground. And yeah, most likely you didn't survive that, did you? You see, our God, he created and he designed the universe that we live in. And he built into it these certain rules and laws and truths. Things that govern everything that happens here on earth. These rules and these laws, they're unchangeable. You can't change them. And when we decide, well, I'm just going to ignore them, guess what? Things don't go well for us, do they? Mm -mm. So if you ignore that law of gravity, guess what? You're going to have a very bad ending. You say you don't like them, so you decide you're not going to follow them. You're going to try to ignore all of these laws that God made. But is that going to change anything? Do you think it changes anything? It doesn't, does it? Just know for sure, none of that will change the fact that these laws, that they are true. And that there will be consequences for these laws when you ignore them. When you decide, I'm just going to toss them aside and do my own thing. Some of those consequences, they may be minor and only cause some problems in your life. But there's others that, well, maybe they have serious implications and threatening consequences. Just like we talked about with that law of gravity. So, how many of you kids are wondering, why in the world are we talking about this? Yeah. Okay. What does that have to do with our study today? Well, we're going to get to that very shortly here. Please stand in honor of reading God's word. We're reading in Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 4. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for these words of truth. Lord, I pray that as we dive into them this morning, you'll help us understand what it is that we need to be as sons and daughters, as moms and dads, as grandparents, as brothers and sisters, what it is that we can do to be the people that you call us to be. Let us be hearers of your word this morning, and then let us be doers of your word as we leave here today. God, we love you and praise you for all that you do. And all God's children said, Amen. You may be seated. So we're going to jump right into our lesson here, and we're going to look at the first way for us to walk worthy. And that's to do what? Obey your parents. Mm -hmm. We read that in verse 1 where it said, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So kids, I guess after hearing that first verse, I bet you can probably see now why I wanted you all to sit up here so I could have a dialogue with you. Because Paul's first instruction is just for you. Okay, it's for you older teens too as well, and for you college kids. You still got to obey your parents, right? Yes. So it's just for you. And since you're all children, there can be no doubt here that Paul, in this verse, he is talking directly to you, to each of us. And my guess is each of you, you've probably heard this command before, right? Your parents, if they were anything like mine, you've probably been exposed to this. I say, well, the Bible says that you're supposed to listen to me. You're supposed to obey your parents. Any of your parents ever say that to you? I've got to say, if they're anything like my parents were growing up, they reminded me of that. All the time. They said, well, the Bible says you're supposed to obey me. So why aren't you doing what I told you to do? Well, kids, it's pretty simple. Paul says what? He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. So kids, what does this mean to obey? It sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? To obey, it's a simple concept. It's do what your parents ask you to do. Do what your parents tell you to do. You see, God, he appointed your parents to be in charge of you until you're grown up and you go on your way. And I want you to imagine now. Imagine what life would be like. If you hadn't had parents, if they hadn't come into your life, if they weren't there. Think about what this way. Maybe when you were born, your parents, they got you home from the hospital. They put you in a bed, and they walked away. Never to deal with you again. You just laid in that bed. You had to take care of yourself. Would you have lasted very long? No. You wouldn't have lasted very long. There's no one to feed you. There was no one to keep you warm. No one to change your dirty diapers. There would be no way for you to move around as a newborn baby. So. I think you can all understand that you need your parents, especially at that age, right? You needed them. But the problem comes later on in life. We get a little bit older. We grow up. We start getting these ideas in our heads. We, we're getting your own ideas about life. And you start wanting to do what you want to do, doing them when you want to do it. Then what happens? So then you, you start thinking for yourself. You're thinking. You start thinking. And you don't, oh, I don't need my parents anymore. I don't need them quite as much. And obeying them, it just becomes a real challenge, doesn't it? Some of the biggest challenges with obedience... ...there are things that I call timing and attitude. Kids, answer this for me. Is it important when your parents ask you to do something... ...that you do it right away... ...or are you still following God's command to obey... ...if they have to ask you three or four times to do it... ...or maybe after doing that they finally get to the point... ...where they're screaming at you to do it... ...or they're threatening you with consequences. Is that right? Is that the way to do it? What about your attitude... Are you obeying the way God wants you to obey? When you roll your eyes, when your parents tell you to do something, you stomp through the house, or you complain the whole time you're doing it. Timing and attitude. Understand, they are important parts of obeying your parents in the way God designed it, aren't they? But even though sometimes, I understand, I've been there, it's hard, and it's frustrating to obey your parents, what they're telling you to do. Did you know, even if you don't like to do it, It's really a great thing to do because God, he has put your parents in place in charge of you until you are fully grown up. Until you're ready to go out there in the world on your own. In fact, their care for you is almost as important and as essential right now at this point in your life as it was when you were that little newborn baby. Your parents, they have an extremely important job to do on your behalf from the time you're a little baby until the time you become 18 or whatever it is when you leave the house and, and many times even beyond in the world today. So kids, how many of you think you know it all already? Do I have any know-it-alls here? You think you can take care of yourself. There's probably some teens or some college kids. Oh, yeah, I can take care of myself back there. Yeah, You just wish your parents would let you alone, let you run your own life, let you do it your way. I'm going to tell you if you feel that way, guess what? you're wrong. And we, your parents, when we were your age, guess what? We didn't know it all either. We didn't. You see, you need to understand this as well. As your parents, we still don't know it all. We don't. In fact, one of the greatest things that you'll learn is that as you grow older, as you become grown up, your parents will be diligently helping you understand is that none of you, none of you, nobody here, there's none of us here that will ever know it all. And as soon as you figure that out, and you realize that, you'll be able to learn to walk in humility and dependence upon God instead of depending upon yourself. And that will lead to a better life and a better outcome for you. Look, one of the most important jobs a dad can do as a dad is to help his kids understand that they cannot be good, that they cannot handle life, that they cannot make good decisions on their own. Now, when your kids finally come to that understanding, when they finally get it as we say what you need to do is this you need to encourage them you encourage them to get to know God you encourage them to talk to God you let them know God will give them what they need in their life to survive what's needed to make those good choices what is needed to live that successful life you see kids God he has put your parents in charge of you and he asks you to obey them Not because he likes to tell you what to do or he thinks they would like to tell you what to do. But because he knows you need the guidance. You need the protection and you need the love. And you need someone to introduce you to him, to God. To help you learn the difference between what's right and what's wrong in life. To teach you the dangers and the consequences of those actions, of those bad choices that you make. And to train you to function well in the world today. To which all too soon kids, you're going to be out there, out there all on your own. But if we, as your parents, if we've done our job well by God's power, guess what? You won't actually be alone out there. You won't. You won't be alone when you leave home because you'll know that Christ is with you. That he'll walk with you wherever you go. And he'll provide you with everything that you need for whatever comes upon, whatever life brings your way. In fact, that's the highest priority of us as parents. ...to help our children, help them know our Savior Jesus Christ... ...help them know how to walk with Him all the days of their life for the rest of eternity. As Paul says to Timothy in 1 Timothy one five, ...he says, the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. As good parents, our highest priority, our biggest goal is always to point each of you, each of our children to Christ... That's where you become a new creation. That's where you experience this deep and personal love of Christ. And you learn to love others as you've been loved. So kids, understand. It's clear that God asks you, okay, He commands you to obey your parents. That's one of His laws. But does God tell you why you should do it? Do you think He tells you why? He certainly does. You see, that's also in verse 1. And that reason, it's very simple. And it's very straightforward. Let me tell you. It simply says, there's four words. Four words that tell you why you're supposed to obey your parents. For this is right. That's why. He says it's right. It's the right thing to do. And this is what brings us all the way back to that opening illustration that we did. Remember what we talked about? We talked about the law of gravity, right? Because in looking at the meaning of this word that's translated here as right, it means something that is in step with the divine laws. Something that agrees with how God, how he designed the universe to operate. In other words, in God's design of the universe, one of the laws that he established, similar to that law of gravity that we talked about, is that life, it operates best when children obey their parents. When you don't obey your parents, do things go well? Do they? For any of you kids, if you disobey your parents, is that the time of your life? you just having a grand old time? No, things don't go well, do they? Just as that person who decides, well, I'm going to ignore this law of gravity. They will either seriously injure themselves or possibly even die. So too, as a child who decides, I'm going to spend my life, I'm going to be disobeying my parents. I'm going to be fighting against them all the way, doing the opposite of what they asked me to do. You will suffer the serious consequences and you will hurt yourselves. And most likely you will hurt others in the process. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. This is the way that God has designed life to operate, obeying and cooperating with your parents. That's the best way for you to stay safe, to learn how to live your life successfully, and to keep a close relationship with the Lord. But kids, i got to ask you again, are your parents perfect? Do any of you have perfect parents? And don't judge them, parents, okay? Because they're right, they don't. None of us, nobody in here is perfect. No perfect parents out there, none. If they say they are, if your parents say, well, I'm the perfect parent, guess what? They're lying, which, oh, by the way, that makes them not perfect right there, right? Your parents make mistakes, don't they? They don't always have the perfect insight into who's right and who's wrong when you and your brother or sister, when you're arguing about something. And they may sometimes, maybe they're too busy, or maybe they're too distracted with the goals of their own life to pay attention when they should be paying attention. But guess what? Your parents, they love you deeply and they want what's best for you. And they have a really big job. They have lots of responsibilities and they got to take care of you and guide you along the way. And kids, whether you like it or not, for this period in your life, your parents are in charge. They're in charge. God put them in charge of you. And what he does is he asks you to obey them in the Lord. You see, that little last tag there is real important. It's something that you shouldn't miss in the Lord. That's how you're obeying them. Because kids, let's be honest. It's really hard, right, to obey your parents sometimes, isn't it? Or you just do it all the time just because you're that good a person. No, we struggle with it, right? I agree. It's hard to give up what you want to do. Stop what you're doing in order to shift gears and go over and do what your parents, what they're asking you to do. Each of you, you have things you like to do. And you have these plans of how you want to do things and where you want to go and how you want to spend your time. And let's just be honest. How often do you think that you know better than your parents do? How often do you think that? But you see, God still asks you as kids, as children, to put those thoughts aside and to obey your parents. God, He also asks us. He asks us as the adults, as the parents, to do the same thing. When He asks us to do something in His world, to do something for Him and for His kingdom... And he always, whether we're adults or whether we're children, he tells each and every one of us the only way to obey is those four words. In the Lord. We're all to obey in the Lord. When you learn to talk to God, asking for strength, asking him for the ability to make those hard choices, to win the battle with that old self that you had, then you'll start being able to constantly obey your parents. Young people, I want to challenge you, okay? You ready for this? Get to know God. Get to know Him. First, make sure that you've accepted Jesus as your Savior and worship Him as your Lord. And then your goal in life is to do what? To know Him. To know God as you go through life. And then you'll start reading your Bible. Start reading it a little bit at first. And if you can't read, have your parents read it to you. Get in the habit of talking to God, talking with Him as you go about your day. When you find yourself wanting to disobey your parents, stop. Ask God to help you obey what your parents are asking you to do recognize that the part of you that wants to disobey your parents, that doesn't want to listen to them, that's the old self. That's the side of you that you're supposed to put aside. That's that self-centered person that you were before you came to know Christ. It's that part of you, that Satan, that he's in there and he wants to bring back up. He's trying to resurrect that part of your life. When you see that rising up, when you see this disobedience building in you, what you need to do is you need to stop. And you need to talk to God. Talk to Him right there. Asking Him for the strength to do what's right at that time. Let's move on to the second verse in our text. We're going to look at our second way to walk worthy. And that's this. Honor your father and mother. Look again at verse 2. This is Paul's second command to children. And parents understand this. This command also applies to you and me. It says this. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Now. This is a very old commandment, right? Sure. It was given way back to the children of Israel, back at Mount Sinai. If you have a cross-reference in your Bible, it likely has a cross-reference there that points all the way back to Exodus because that's where this command, where it was first given. This command to honor your father and mother, it was number five on the top ten list in the Ten Commandments. It's number five of the Ten Commandments. And as Paul mentions, it's the first commandment that came with a promise. But also know this. It's the only command that came with a promise. It's the only command that ever has a promise attached to it. And that promise was what? Look at it, verse 3. That it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Wow, that sounds like a pretty good deal, right? That sounds like a pretty good promise, doesn't it? It does. But does that mean that, well, if we honor our father and our mother, well, we're guaranteed that we're going to have this good life. We're going to live to a ripe old age. May us not be that hasty, okay? Because I don't think we can jump to that conclusion without carefully examining what's actually said here in Ephesians and then back in Exodus. As we look at verse 3 here in Ephesians chapter 6, I want you to notice a key word that's used here twice. It's that key word may, M-A-Y. That's that same word that's used back in that passage in Exodus. And what Paul's saying here is what God communicated back in the Ten Commandments is this. He's saying that honoring God, honoring your father and your mother, by doing that, you're making it possible for things to go well in your life and for you to be able to live a long life. Notice it doesn't say that things will go well or that you will live a long life. And we all understand, right, there's a big difference between may and will. It's kind of the difference between your mom saying, well, we'll see or Yes, I promise that we'll do it. There's a big difference, right? We'll see means, well, there's a possibility, there's an option that you might be able to do it because that's what I got growing up. We'll see, it didn't definitely mean we weren't gonna do it, but it didn't mean we were gonna do it. It wasn't a sure thing, but it did leave hope. So what is it that we can take away from this promise? What is it that we can learn about what might happen if we honor our father and our mother? It's that if you don't honor your father and your mother, you're setting yourselves up for some hard times in life you are in the old testament if you go back and read through there dishonoring your parents was a very serious crime and it came with some very stiff consequences the call to honor your parents is another one of those divine laws that god he has built into the universe you can ignore it but if you ignore it understand things aren't going to go well if you do so what does it mean to honor someone what do you think that means Well, in looking at the biblical meaning of this word translated as honor, what we find is this. It involves showing someone that you value them. Showing them that you regard them as worthy of respect. That's what honor means. So, considering that idea, kids, what do you think are some of the ways you can honor your mom and dad? What do you think? Do what they say? What else? Doing your chores without being asked? Lots of things, yeah. I mean, in studying scripture, I found that that one of the primary ways that children, that you can show honor to your mom and your dad, any guesses? How about obeying them? That's the number one way you can show honor to your parents. And same is true when we think about as adults, as parents, with our relationship with God. The same is true for us. The best way for us to honor God and show respect for Him is to believe in His word and to follow His instructions. If we read the Bible and hear about how God teaches us to live our lives, but then we go off and we do whatever it is that we want to do, and we ignore those instructions, guess what? We're dishonoring God. We don't respect Him, and we don't trust what He says in His Word. And when I think about it, kids these days, the ways that they commonly dishonor their parents, do you see any of these in you kids? Hopefully you don't. But I tend to see kids that do things like, roll your eyes. Do you ever roll your eyes at your parents? Yeah. uh How about talking disrespectfully back to them? How about yelling back at your parents when they tell you to do something? Well, I'll get to it when I'm ready to do it. How about this one? Sticking your tongue out at them after they've turned their back. Oh, That's a bad one. How about finally doing what you're asked to do, but you're doing it, and you're stomping, and you're complaining, and you're moaning the whole time you're doing it? You see, these are timing and attitude issues, and God wants to teach you to give them up. Let go of them. When you choose to honor your parents instead and you do what you're asked to do, you do it cheerfully in your life, He will reward you and He will bless you. You have a lot more peace and happiness in your life and in your home. You'll spend a lot less time being in trouble and suffering the consequences and you'll have a lot more fun. We're going to close out this morning looking at the third way to walk worthy. And this one now is directed at the parents. It's raise your children right. It teaches us this in the last part of verse 4... ...where it, it instructs parents to bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So parents, especially you, the dad... ...you're called by God to bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. This indicates that fathers, that we're called to a focused and deliberate action... ...as parents of our children... Fathers are called to take responsibility for the discipline and biblical training of their kids. We don't get a picture here of just some kind of laid back, a kind of passive approach to biblical training and instruction where dads, well, I'll just make sure my kids, I'll make sure they get on the church bus or I'll make sure they go to church and Sunday school and Sunday mornings each week. Instead, what God, what he gives us a picture of here is this. It's actively doing the discipline and training themselves. It's living out the truth that we see in God's word in their own lives. It's going to church and to Sunday school. And yes, those are very important parts of the process. But dads are called to bring God's word, bring it into the home and into the daily life and make it part of the fabric of the family. They're to bring up their kids. That phrase, bring them up, when we read it in the Bible, it literally means to nourish them up to maturity. So dads, we're called here, we're called by God to nourish our children in the Lord, be actively working on their behalf to bring them up to the maturity in Him. And that's a very challenging job, but it's one that we can do by God's power within us. So what's meant by that first word by discipline in verse 4. We're told to bring our children up in the discipline of the Lord. Now I went back and I looked this up in what they call the blue letter Bible and it defines discipline as it's spoken of here in this way. It says an admonishing or calling to soundness of mind or to self-control. It's the whole training and education of children which relates to the cultivation of mind and morals and employs for this purpose now commands and admonitions, now reproof and punishment. The idea of discipline, it gives us a broad picture of the whole training and education of our children in the biblical truth and wisdom that God has. It incorporates, like we talked about way back in week one of this series, setting up moral boundaries, setting up these guidelines in life based on God's word so that they know where they're at, so they know what they're supposed to be doing. And then being encouragers of our children, spurring them on to growth in knowing and in loving God, helping them to develop a good character, teaching them how to study the Bible and then how to apply the Bible to their lives, correcting them and disciplining them when they make mistakes, when they go down the wrong paths in life, showing them how to pray to God and how to depend on God's strength when the challenges of life come upon them. And in order to do this successfully, fathers and mothers You, you need to be knowing and seeking God yourself. You need to be living out this faith in your life in practical ways so your children see it in your life. We can talk all we want about how, well, you should be living for God, living your lives this way, but guess what? If you're not doing it yourselves, your kids are not going to do it either. So now, how does the word instruction in verse 4, how does that differ from that word discipline that we looked at? Paul tells us, bring up our children in the instruction of the Lord. Well, the Greek word here for instruction is nothasia, and it's defined as an admonition and an exhortation. It's specifically focused on the things that are wrong and a call for warning in their life. The instruction spoken up here, it's tied very closely to warning our kids about the dangers and about going down the wrong paths in life. Rather than just teaching them, I'll teach you the truths. And then just passively sitting back and leaving it all up to them to figure the rest of life out. To help understand Nothesia, let's look at the priest Eli from back in 1 Samuel. If you remember, Eli, he had two sons. And anybody remember what they were labeled as? Worthless men was how his sons were labeled worthless men they disrespected the lord and all of their priestly duties and led lots of other people to follow them into their sin it got so bad in fact that god well eventually he put them to death and in first samuel 313 We see here that Eli had made a very serious error in instructing his sons. It says this, And I declare to him, and that was to Eli there, And I declare to him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew, because his sons were blaspheming God, and he did not restrain them. Do you see Eli's error in bringing up his sons there? Did you see that? Yes, he taught and he trained them in the ways of God, but he failed to what? He failed to restrain them. He failed to rebuke them when they went down those wrong paths. He failed to aggressively confront the sin in their lives and to teach them the consequences of their sinful actions. And parents, we must remember that. That's our job too, as we bring up our children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Don't be a passive parent. You don't want to be one who's most concerned about being your kid's best friend. Because what ends up happening is you end up being the standby. You're standing back while they destroy themselves with bad choices and going down the wrong paths. Be aggressive, be deliberate, and love your kids enough to confront the sin that is in their lives and provide adequate consequences to keep them on the right path in life. Give them the consequences now before they get out there into the world. They get out on their own and they experience much more devastating circumstances that will come. The consequences from the world that they'll receive if they haven't learned to walk with the Lord and make those right choices that will lead them to success in life. Let me close with this. Moms, dads, If there's one thing I wish I could hammer home today, it's that God, he calls each one of us as the parents to be active and deliberately and intentionally bringing up our kids in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Don't leave that job. Don't pawn that off to somebody else. You are the ones God has called. You are the ones he has equipped to do it to do it most effectively. And by doing it, what you're doing is you're protecting them, protecting them from anger, hopelessness, and the desperation that characterizes so many that are out there in the world today. You're showing them this way of life, the way to life and hope and peace and meaning wherever they go, however they live their lives is through God. And remember, you cannot do this job. You can't do it on your own without drawing near to God yourselves and letting Him reach into you and transform you into every part of your being. Understand, words are just words. But you see, words when they're coupled with action in our life, flowing out of an authentic relationship with the Lord, they are powerful and they are life-changing. And you'll be able to give your kids what they need to grow up into maturity in the Lord by living it out. And kids, thank you for your patience this morning. Yes, I know I can be a little long-winded sometimes. But I hope you got a better idea of the importance of listening to and obeying and honoring your parents. That you now see that your parents, they have a big responsibility in their lives. And what you see what they are trying to accomplish in your life. As they guide you, as they protect you, as they discipline you, and they teach you about God. Remember to obey and honor them in everything. And guess what? God will reward you. He will. It's a promise in His Word. He will bring blessings into your lives. Don't be like people who try to ignore that law of gravity and end up seriously hurting or even killing themselves. Get in step with God's plan. Get in step with His design of the universe. Obey and honor your parents and your life will go so much better. Get to know God. Ask Him to give you the power to do what's right in your life. That's the only way that any of us Anyone here will be able to walk worthy in life and in our family relationships. Let's pray. I want to thank you for listening to the message today. I pray that this message somehow has touched you and created within you a passion for action for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have any questions or you need to make any decisions or you just need to talk to someone, I encourage you to contact your local pastor. And if you don't have one, if you don't have a local church, you may contact me through the church office at 620 336 2777. We'd love to see you on Sunday mornings in church for our celebration service. It's a great time of fellowship and worship of our Lord and Savior. Come join us. We know you'll be blessed. And thanks again for listening to the Cherryvale First Baptist Church sermon podcast and have a blessed day.